Hey, everybody. Welcome to Deep Thoughts for Deep Times. I'm Chandra Heath, joined by Sarah Murphy. Hey, guys. Hey, so today we are going to talk about the idea of will I regret this? Sounds like a fun topic, huh? All right. So um, I wanted to share a quick story about um, back in the day when I used to go running. Um, I used to do many marathons and this one particular mini I trained for, um, typically I trained for the t-shirt and for the snacks at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, that's what it is. You pay like, you know, a hundred bucks to be in a race and you get a t-shirt, you yeah, know? And some places even giving you like donuts at the end. Oh girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are some that, I mean, yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, I actually did one in Indianapolis where it was called the Santa hustle. And at the end or at so many mile markers, they would give you cookies and candy and they, we got hoodies. And by the end, I looked like Santa Claus with all of my candies. I tried to eat something at mile eight and M&M and about threw up. Oh yeah. It was rough. That wouldn't work out for me. No. <laughs> all right. But let me take you back to this race. This race is in the spring and I trained, I'm a tad bit competitive to say the least. And I was training because I wanted to beat somebody. And um, I got to the race that day and I've got my gear on. I got my little like, you know, like number that you wear and I'm at the starting line and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I got to cut my corners tight. I got to keep this pace. I had like, I still have the, the playlist from that day. I had like all the greats on there. Okay. <laughs> and I get out there and I'm running and I'm like doing my thing. And there's like thousands of people at this race. I get to mile, like the end of the 13th mile. And um, so it's 13.1 miles. And guess who I see? Mm. The person I want to beat. And um, now, I, now minis are the most I've ever done. So like mile 13, you're just like dying. You're like breathing hard. You're like, where's the finish line? I want my t-shirt and my medal. You got to have the medal. Okay. The medal is, it's all about the medal. Yes. Okay. So I'm running and I see girl, I see the girl I want to beat. And, um, I run up to her. I get this like superhuman strength and I'm just like, I'm like kind of like long stride in and I'm like, yeah. And I can see I'm going to pass her and I come up and I see her and I'm like, Hey girl, how are you doing? And she looks at me and she's got this look of like, I mean, she's in pain and she's like, man, this is hard. I don't know if I can make it. And, um, I just slap her on the shoulder and I'm like, Hey, all right, you got this. I'll see you at the finish line. And I start long striding and I'm like, I'm going to win. <laughs> Lo and behold, there's all these other people who have passed me who have won. And I mean, by no means am I fast. Okay. And I'm striding and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit is like, girl, you stop it. You turn around and you go help her to the finish line. And I'm like, but God, I don't want to like my kids when they have to clean their mm -hmm. room. Okay. And you know, but when my kids go clean their room after they've whined, I'm like, I don't care. Just get the room clean. Whine all you want. And that's probably what God was up there. Like whine all you want, but turn your butt around and go back. So, I mean, I can like see the finish line. I see the metal. I see the snacks and I'm just like, I gotta be obedient. So I stop turn around and start running in the opposite direction. I get to her and I'm like, Hey, I was like, let's run together. You got this. We can do it together. And we run to the finish line and we cross the finish line. And all I can think of is when I wasn't going to turn around, I just kept hearing this voice say, you will regret this later. Mm -hmm. 
and um, I crossed the finish line. And I, for real, I did. I looked at the results, and she beat me by a few tenths of a second. And um, but now that I sit here, like I would have had some mad instant gratification crossing that finish line. But boom, I killed her. Yeah. But I knew years down the line, which it's been, I would be like, that was horrible character. I disobeyed God. I did not represent myself or Christ the way I should. Oh, yeah. And I know you might have been just a little bit mad, though, that you had to do that. A little bit? <laughs> a little bit? Have you ever heard the word a lot of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes down to instant gratification mm. versus delayed gratification. Which is like the culture that we live in anyways. I mean, it's, you know, everything is at the touch of a button nowadays. You can get whatever you want in a very little turnaround, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it makes it very, you know, you get that like high from it, you know, oh, I, I need a new kitchen and I want it done now and let's just do it now and get it everything that you want. <laughs> Yeah. And, you, you know, we see that like um, right now as we're recording it, um, it is 70 some degrees outside and sunny and it's one of some of the first days of summer. And what we're seeing is a lot of, hey, take this pill, you'll get thin, you know, rub this cream on you. Like my daughter and I put this foot mask on the other night and it was supposed to like peel off all the dead skin. And like, honestly, um, it didn't happen. Like it just <laughs> kind of made my foot like smell good. <laughs> But which can be a bonus sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but we live in this whole situation of we want instant gratification because we live in fear of FOMO. Mm -hmm. So FOMO, for those of you who may not know what that means, it's fear of missing out. And it's real and it doesn't go away. It's there when you're young. It's there when you're older. It is something that, you know, especially as a woman, I struggle with quite a bit. Yeah. I I, I have um I have a daughter, but I remember when she was little, little girls would be out there playing and she'd be like, why didn't they invite me? But we still see that as adults when they're like, oh, they posted on Facebook, on Instagram. Why didn't they invite me? And, you know, we just kind of live in this world of, I am super afraid that I'm going to miss out. Mm. And sometimes we are willing to compromise things in our life in order for to get that instant gratification, which is completely and totally dangerous. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're so worried about missing out on one thing, you could be actually missing out on something that's so much better for you on the other side. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where – you really wanted to be a part of a group. You wanted to be included in a friend circle. You wanted to be chosen to be in this particular like ministry or job and you weren't chosen. And instantly you're just like, I really feel that I missed out. One of the things come to mind is there was a music group that you had to audition to be in one summer. And I desperately wanted to be in this group. And I made it all the way to like the final cut. And I didn't make it. And of course, somebody had to not make it. And I remember being so sad and bummed out being like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Why did they reject me? And 
the thing is, is I thought I was missing out, but I found out later on that group had a horrible summer. Like they fought with each other. The vans broke down. They had bad experience at the churches they were ministering at. And I ended up in Jackson, well, Clinton, Mississippi, outside of Jackson, and had one of the best summers of my life working at a summer camp. And I was so afraid that I was missing out. But sometimes when we feel that we're missing out, we're actually greatly benefiting from mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, think about like our marriages. You know, Sarah's married. Um, she's married to Lee. I'm married to Jeremiah. <laughs> um, did you ever like back in the day think like, oh, this person's great. I'm going to marry them? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a long time boyfriend. I was convinced that we were going to get married. But no offense if he happens to listen to this episode. I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> Yes. And I mean, I feel the same way. And I mean, probably people feel that way about us who have went on and have these great marriages. And it's like, I really thought when this relationship ended, I was missing out right. on something. But I guess like sometimes we begin to compromise where our priority should be if you're a Christian, you're listening, your number one priority is what does the word of God say about this? Am I complying with God and what he has designed for my life? Because it says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. I mean, I, I'm not making that up. That's like literally in the Bible. So if you love God, you have to be willing to follow and obey. And there's grace and mercy for when we mess up. But then you also have to look at it and say, okay, what is next in line important? And, you know, for us, you know, like it's our marriages, it's our children, but you have to say, am I going to sacrifice something? Am I going to compromise at the expense of my relationship with God, my family? Because compromise mm -hmm. is a very slippery slope. Right. And going back to that story you told to, in the beginning, um, you know, whenever you first told it to me, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, Chandra's going to turn around and go help her because it's not in your character to not do that. And if you hadn't, it would have changed a lot of perspective for me. You know, it could have actually hurt your testimony in different areas of your life had you chosen not to do that. If you had chosen to just go across the finish line and not look back and, you know, yeah, I did this. I'm so much better it could have really, yeah, you know, changed your witness and even to that woman herself. So, yeah. So, um, I guess let's jump into a, another area of like compromise. Um, let's take it like, t I feel like we always talk about TV shows. <laughs> so if we look at this, let's, let's say I love Lucy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never watched it. I love, I love Lucy. Watch oh. it all the time. Okay. So, um, you can vouch for this. They didn't sleep in the same bed, did they? No. I mean, there were some episodes where they had pushed the beds together, but you could clearly see the sheets separating the bed. So it, you know, you weren't actually sleeping together. <laughs> okay. But no, most of the time they had two separate twin beds that they slept in. Okay. So let's fast forward to the Brady Bunch, which I think was the sixties. Mike and Carol, they were actually cutting edge mm -hmm. because they were the first people to sleep in the same bed together. Okay. It was a big deal. But did you notice that there's no toilets in any of the episodes? What? No, I, I didn't watch the Brady Bunch. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no toilets in any of the bathrooms. It's weird. They don't show toilets. Yeah, and they have AstroTurf. But Mike and Carol were the first to sleep in the same bed together. Okay, so let's take it to the 90s, all right? So in the 90s, 
I can remember one morning getting ready for school and my mom was watching TV and it was like one of those morning talk show things. And um, they were going to show a naked butt on prime time. Okay. Mm. Okay. So my kids love to use the word butt cheek. Like they, they heard about Beavis and butthead and they call him Beavis and butt cheek face <laughs> because they think that's funnier. So I'm going to say butt cheek um, just for my kids. So they were going to show butt cheeks mm. on prime time. It was a big deal. And I just remember like, it was like controversial. Okay. So now let's take it to today. I mean, when can you find butt cheeks on TV? Can you go can you go in that room right there and find me some butt cheeks right now? Oh yeah, I could find much worse, probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because we went from it is not okay for married pe people who aren't married that are pretending to be in the same bed to they can be in the same bed together, to they can be naked together, to I mean, they're simulating having sex mm. and other things on TV. And the thing is, it's like it's a slippery slope when you begin to compromise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could you imagine if they went from I love Lucy to butt cheeks? Like people would have freaked, freaked out. out. Yeah. But you don't realize you don't realize the slope, the slippery slope that you're on. Right. It's, it's a slow progression. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, how did we get here? And that happens in our relationships with fear of missing out and, oh, I'm going to go do this right now because I want instant gratification. And you don't look down the line and say, well, I regret it. Mm -hmm. And how is that instant gratification going to affect me tomorrow, basically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or future generations. Right. Um, there's all kinds of things. I mean, you know, you start compromising on spending time with your kids. It's like, oh, I'd rather go out and be with my friends, or I'd rather scroll Instagram, or I'd rather sit and watch Netflix. And then you know, you miss out on the opportunities for relationship building. And then one day when things are really going on with your kid and you're like, why didn't you come to me? And they're like, well, these other things seemed more important to you. You weren't there for the small things. I don't want to share the big things mm -hmm. with you. Or, you know, marriage wise, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're just all getting together. Everybody's just super friendly and super nice. And then, you know, you start sharing something with somebody else's spouse. And then, you know, it's just a slippery slope. Oh, we're just friends to how did we get here where I'm sneaking off and having an affair with you? Right. Yeah. It's okay. They're just my work husband. They're, it's okay. It's just my work wife. And then it becomes much more where it's actually hurting your actual husband or wife. <laughs> yeah. And so when we look at this idea of will I regret it? I mean, even down to simple things, I wake up in the morning and my alarm goes off and I try to hit snooze. And most days I'm like, will I regret hitting snooze and not getting up and doing these things right now? And I'm like, yes. And I get up out of bed because I'm looking what is the long-term consequence. And sometimes we think it's not a big deal. And we put ourselves in complete immediate danger. So what does the Bible say about this idea of, I'm afraid I'm going to miss out? You know, we look at God. Um, he, you know, Jesus said right in Matthew, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Okay. So what we're saying is like, Figure out what it is that God wants you to do, what's right, what is biblical. And then he says, and then all of these things will be added unto you. Okay. But all of these things 
like you could read that and please, please, please don't listen to me and stop right now and say, I can have everything. That's not what it's saying. You have to go back and see it and says, literally, I'm going to make sure your basic needs are met. He's talking about your basic needs, not your wants, because you know, think about our kids. Like, has your kid ever wanted something and you gave it to them and you knew it was going to be bad and you did it so they learn a lesson? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amara, that's my daughter. One day she wanted to eat candy all day. She's like, I want candy. And I said, fine, go ahead. Don't think I'm a bad parent. There's a point. She got to dinner and she's begging me for to make some broccoli. She's like, I can't eat any more candy today. You know, it, but I taught her a lesson through that. And I think sometimes that's what God does with us, mm -hmm. where we're wanting to be a part of something and we're trying to make it happen and we're disappointed. We're trying to make a friendship work, a church group work, a Bible study work, um, a job, um, a venture that we're doing. And then God just doesn't let it happen because he's just like, girl, that's like you eating candy for everything. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, personally for me, I've struggled a long time, like wanting specific community. Oh, I want to be a part of this community. I want to have this in my church. I want to be a part of something. And it's like, yes, God calls us to be in community with each other, but he also calls us to do it at his time, his mm -hmm. right time. You need right. to be in the right community at the right time with the right people. And so whenever you don't get invited or you don't get accepted into a certain group, it could be God saying, hey, this is not the right time for you to be in this particular space. Right. I, I remember too, like years ago, really wanting to be a part of a particular group of people thinking like, you know, wow, like they seem like they have it all together. I want to be a part of this. And like, it just never worked. And then one day it clicked for me and it was like, why do you want to be a part of this? Like, it's not a healthy relationship. It's not something that is going to benefit you or your family or your relationship with God. And, you know, in that moment, I was able to step back and say, oh my gosh, God, thank you for putting that block up that I'm not in that group. That doesn't mean that I hate anybody or it doesn't mean that, you know, they hate me and I was rejected. It was like, okay, this was just not for me. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if something is just not for you. But the idea of fear of missing out and regret, you know, we see that again with, you know, the story of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. you know, dude was like going to his dad, I want everything and I want it now. And his brother was like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm going to stay and I'm going to be faithful. And he took all his money and he blew it. I mean, this is classic instant gratification versus yeah. delayed. And um, I mean, you know what happened at the end? Oh, yeah. I mean, he came back humbled and was like, oh, I just want the lowest position you have. Let me work for you. And, you know, what What? What did his dad say? No, I'm going to prepare a feast for you for coming back. I'm so happy to have you. And just put him right back in his place where he was before he left. Mm -hmm. And I think that is classic for, you know, we've all have been there where, you know, we had that voice in our head say, this is not good. And we still went and did it. And that's the, that's the whole point of that story is, you know, like we need to set back and say, will I regret this? Is this right? Is this wrong? But we all are going to make mistakes. And to say, we do have a loving father in heaven who is like, 
come back and I will, I will forgive you. I will put you back to where you were, not make you like the little peon, you know, um, that has no privileges whatsoever. But there's a second dude in the story. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we got that, we got that brother. Like, do you remember what the brother did? Mm, It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like his dad is like making a feast and, you know, he's probably sitting there thinking. What in the world? Yeah. He's like, I have to eat plain crust pizza and he gets stuffed crust, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I went and bought me a taco, but you went and got the 12 pack taco for him at Taco Bell. You know, I mean, like, I'm just gonna make it modern. And he's just like, you know, I have stayed, I have done everything that I was supposed to do. And it's not fair that he gets this and I don't. Mm-hmm. And going back to the beginning of this podcast, Christianity is not a race. Like, it's not like who can get to the finish line and get the medal first. It is, it's more like when I went back and grabbed that girl and said, hey, you're struggling, let's do it together. But she still beat you. And she still beat me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's what it is. It's, you know, hey, I see you in need and I'm going to help because that's what our father does for us. He's like, I've got you. Let's get you to the finish line. And we are his hands and feet. And that's what it should look like for us, where it's, you know what? You have made mistakes and our father has welcomed you back and he's given you all this stuff. And I need to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But for those of us, sometimes when we get so self-righteous or we're, we're looking at it as a competition, it becomes very difficult. And then it's almost kind of like, oh, what about this? Reverse FOMO, where it's like, okay, you know, I I did what I was supposed to do. He went out and did all this stuff and got to live this crazy life and gets to come back and still have this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, have, have you ever, I mean, I felt like that about stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's not fair. They get to do that and they have basically no consequences for it, even though there are consequences. <laughs> Yeah. So why can't I do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we feel like we should get more because like, like I think about my grandfather, if you've listened to other podcasts, there's a podcast about my family and I think about him and how he had like, I want to say three months left to live and he became a Christian and he changed his entire life around. And I was that, you know, son in that thing where I was like, it's not fair. He gets to do everything he did in his life and he gets to treat people all this way. And at the end, he gets to say, father, forgive me. And Jesus is like, come home, my son. And then he actually gets to go home. And I'm like, really? And I was so mad at God. I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. And, you know, I didn't even think about like the man on the cross who, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The thief next to Christ. Exactly. So I want to challenge you guys to really think about, will you regret this? Mm. When you wake up in the morning and you're going to make decisions, when you're at work and you're going to stop by somebody's office, when you come home and you're real tired and your kids want to talk to you, but you really just want to relax and scroll Facebook or watch Netflix. Or when your mom calls you on the phone and you just kind of hit ignore. 
I want you to really think about, will you regret it? Because it sounds like a sacrifice now, but in the long run, it could be something extremely beneficial. Right. And, you know, whenever you face these trials, because, you know, saying no and missing out, it can feel like a trial sometimes, and it cannot be easy sometimes. Um, just know that that is like you're, you're producing perseverance in you, and you know that that will mature you and complete help complete God's work in you later on. So, you know, whenever I was younger, it was really hard for me to step back and think about, will I regret this later? But as I've gotten older, you kind of start to think about those things that are going to be so much more important on the other side than whenever you're a little bit younger. So we thank you guys so much for listening to us today and for, I know this is not the easiest subject to talk about because this is like, hey, I've got to make some changes. And I mean, I'm even thinking right now there's changes that I need to make. Um, but we appreciate you guys and we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening.